If you should ask, I just say I'm doing fine. I try to laugh, but mine's a Roman candle mind, and I see red. I see fire and brimstone smoldering in my head. You'd light the fuse if you only knew. Welcome to Seahawk Fan Talk. Doc, where are you at on the hangover meter today? Yes, welcome everyone to this happy Victory Monday. What a difference <laughs> a week makes from last week when we were uh, feeling like in the depths of depression. I was thinking today about that meme uh, that's going around or that went around at the beginning of the season about how uh, for the next four months, I'm going to have a team that knows nothing about me determine my mood for that for the next four months. <laughs> And uh, I'm laugh- I've been laughing, laughing about that today, thinking about how bummed I was and we were last week and how happy I am this week. But uh, you asked me where I'm at at the hangover meter. So I'm easing into the into the season. I again, I'm not not too high on the hangover meter. I'll say a two though. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit tired today. We were jumping around and and cheering <laughs> last night. so. That took out maybe a little bit more energy. So uh, other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. And, and you know, we have to pace ourselves. It's a long season, so I'm not feeling too bad. How about yourself, Mayor? Well, I, I'm, I'm happy to report you you lasted for the entire game this time. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> leave early. I'm doing pretty well, too. Also tired. I think it's I think it's the fall hour allergies here in D.C. more than anything, actually. Mm. Um, have been kind of getting me getting me down. But uh, Monday during football season at work is not great. So, um, no, not hungover at all, but, but tired. Okay. Sure. Tired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's, what's, uh, what, what's that number wise? Oh, my tired number wise. I'm, I'm, I'm like a four tired or tired, but uh, you didn't, you didn't say your hangover meter number zero, zero, no, okay. no hangover today. All right. All right. That's good. That's better than, better than last week. You're on the struggle bus last week. So <laughs> I hate to break it to you. We are going to lose like that again before the season is over. Oh, pessimistic, pessimistic doc is here. Oh, right off the no, bat. No, 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 realistic. You want to make, you wanna, you wanna make a prediction for uh for week three Panthers at home? You're ready, ready to. Oh no, no, no. See, I think if what is what does the last two weeks tell us about about predicting wins losses assuming one team is good and not, and another team is bad we there's too, to me in my opinion there's just too many variables and, and factors that go into that so so i uh you know i'm not a prediction person but yes i made a joke about how we're going to probably have another bad loss like the the loss of the rams before it's all said and done because you know i think what I try to do, even though I, I'm not successful all the time, is is not to jump on the extreme lows and then extreme highs after after losses and and wins. Let's let's have a measured assessment, and you know we're going to talk more about that tonight mm-hmm. about the performance and and again not get too swept up into the the happiness of the win at the time. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm at. No, I'm, you know, I'm... I was figuring you were going to be super uh, negative today, pessimistic. 
you know, even though we, we won, I had a feeling you were going to come in here and, you know, provide a reality check to all of us that are celebrating. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I was going to counteract that by hmm. inviting in a special guest that you weren't expecting. Please welcome to the show, Positive Jay. Oh, wow. Yes, this is a this is a nice surprise. <laughs> yeah. So, hi, I'm Jeremy or a.k.a. Positive Jay. And thanks for having me on. Um, I don't have any uh, hot takes off the off the cuff, but uh, my initial thoughts was uh, the Seahawks would start one and one regardless. So we're there. So I think this is pretty much a positive, um, a bit, probably the most positive thing that could have happened us winning this game because I think we'd all be in a spiral of depression and we might need to get Richard some serious help. <laughs> if if they had lost um but i wasn't really expecting them to win so it's kind of like a a huge bonus nice and um and yeah you i guess originally had predicted or were thinking that we would lose one of these first two games and actually thought we would probably drop this one in detroit and of course we were underdogs we were i think five and a half point underdogs all week um so yeah you know, and then a, and a road win you know, that's that's not expected. And, and Doc, I think you were saying that, too, right? You, you went into this game not expecting to not expecting to to win this game, right? Oh, absolutely. Everything was stacked against against us. They were coming off uh, the high of a big win. They beat the defending Super Bowl champs a week before on the road. So this was their first home game of the season. They were wearing blue ski masks. They had it all going on. So we, <laughs> we were... We were there. It, there was uh, yes, I was um, feeling bleak about our prospects for winning. Of course, the good thing about predicting a loss is you get to be very happy when they actually pull out the win. So, so I'm I'm feeling extra happy because I I, I was not feeling optimistic at all. Um, so it was it was a really fun fun game to watch. And we talked about this uh, during the game. I brought up the stat that. Uh... In the last 12 years or so, only three Super Bowl champions um, have lost their first game, and none of them have lost their first two games. So this was huge. Uh, but it was uh, off the top of my head, it was the Giants in 2011, Patriots 2014, and then the Tampa Bay 2020. So, and Michael's comment was they all involved Tom Brady. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have Tom Brady, we have Geno, which is better. So, <laughs> so for for our listeners, they just got a, a, a perfect taste of positive Jay. He's talking about the Super Bowl <laughs> at this point. Right. Talking about our chances for winning the Super well, Bowl. Well, so. come back on September 18th, and just or whenever this is released, and and say I predicted it when we win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next section, Doc. Diagnosing the defense. You have uh, some perspectives on on the game yesterday and and the season so far. Of course, of course, yes. Uh, for for triple D time, uh, my 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 takeaway is, of course, the defense played better, right than than the week before. That's not a hot take at all. Um, I think we observed some of the worrisome things that we observed during the during the loss in week one. Um, I think my big takeaway, though, for the game is is and we talked a little bit about this, that that 
turnovers are great when you can get them. So clearly we had some really key turnovers that were game-changing, basically the trade round interception, the fumble that Nosu caused. And, and of course, you know, it's good to celebrate those things. But I think as we've talked about over the years is I don't think you can rely on turnovers every week. And I think when you have a game like yesterday where, you know, you, we have some key turnovers that can mask, right. The, the actual stability or the, or the foundation, you know, caliber of a defense. And, and so as much as I, you know, celebrate yesterday's win and love the the play of the of the rookie of you know I, I think there's a lot of a lot of praise to go around with the defense. Does that does does that performance completely um, wipe out the the core concerns that we have from the previous week? You know, pass rush some some softness and 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 um uh, vulnerability over the middle with passes you know, run defense being a little bit up and down you know um getting out on third third down these some of these things of course we we did much better yesterday and that's uh, it's it's good to see i just need to of course see this consistently and and also yeah can we can the defense win us a game actually without you know was it two fumbles or, you know, the, the, you know, several turnovers in a game. I think that's, that, that's going to be important, right? Again, because we can't, we can't count on these turnovers every game. So I just want to see some more um, from this defense before I, I buy in really to the, to the overall quality of it. And I, uh, moving forward, will award a thesis to the the defensive player of the game. And I think this week is pretty easy. Trey Brown gets that gets that thesis uh, for this game. He came in as we we're just as ta- talking about. He is not the starting corner, but after Woolen's injury, he had to step in. So that's huge. Um, even just doing that, stepping in for our our cornerback um, one, basically our CB one, mm-hmm. and then to have such a such a monster performance as he did, he he, he deserves a lot of praise and uh, really great to see him step up. I saw today. I don't remember um, him having a, a bad performance last week, but who didn't on defense last week? But I I did right. see somewhere that it's it was nice to see him come back from a from a pretty rough uh, first week. So. Well, so yeah, that, that, gets that, that pick six, I think he's deserving of that. And I, yes. I'm glad you brought up the the turnovers because I, I saw we had five, which is oh if my you goodness. Include, if you include the two fourth down turnover on downs, right? And right. you include the at the very end of the first half. I don't I didn't even remember this one, but huh. they like caught a big pass as time was expiring and then like fumbled it and we oh. picked it up and ran out of bounds. Okay. Um, that that was recorded as a fumble recovery oh, wow. by us. Okay. And then and then of course to start the second half we got an, another another big fumble which set up the um the second touchdown yeah. there by by Walker in the, yeah. right in the beginning of the third quarter. Um, and of course yeah. that makes sense. So that was five five turnovers from a defense. And you're right, you yeah. can't rely on that. Yeah, and I still have some concerns. I mean, with five turnovers, we still gave up you know thirty points. Um, yeah. 
So that's still pretty <laughs> concerning. It is. It is. Yeah. And 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 again, turn it's not it's not an either or thing. Turnovers are not completely separated from the skill of a defense. You know, some of these turnovers, they're they're forced, you know, they're they're punching at it, they're, you know, they're hitting, they're tackling at the right place. Um, so there is there is some something to that, but it is it's it's feast or famine. If you're you cannot rely, we've seen this with uh, defenses uh, over the years, is you know whole streaks of games without any turnovers, and and then and not having actually a sound defense getting their butts kicked each week because we you know and then we're just hoping for turnovers, praying for turnovers, you know during the game and, and they're not coming because they're just, they have to happen in the perfect, you know, moment and situation. So. And we, so, yeah. and the, the defense uh, broke Jared Goff's streak. That's something we were talking yes, about. Yesterday. That was um, amazing. <laughs> of, of passes without, you know, without, um without an interception. Yeah. So he's yeah. stuck at third all time behind uh, Rogers and, and, and Brady for, for the longest streak without an interception. Even that is wild. The fact that <laughs> has the third longest streak without a without an interception. Absolutely, pretty wild. Absolutely. Love it, love it. And, and I do think you know we have a long history with Jared Goff, and yeah. have all never really respected him. We've never gone into games against him scared. He'll do that to you. He'll he'll pass for three hundred yards. Yes, and and then he'll throw a pick. And yeah. I, I actually feel bad for the Lions because I I like their franchise. I like their team. Yes. And we've, you know, we've owned them. We beat them last year. And the, you know, the mass gimmick, which, which you mentioned earlier, you know, I, I saw, I saw, you know, one, some of our players uh, wearing masks and dancing in the locker room after the game. And that's, you know, <laughs> we, we also have blue in our, in our jerseys sometimes. Yeah, it was, yeah. that was fun. And I, I feel the same. I, I, I'm, I, I'm happy to see a franchise that's been down and kicked for so many years looking like they're in an upper trajectory and I, I don't have any personal animosity against the lions. I still appreciate them for, for getting us into the playoffs last, last season. And we're not, well, well I was just going to say, we're not going to play them again. So <laughs> unless, and until we're competing with them for, for a, like a playoff spot or something um, I'm, you know, fine with them, them doing well here on out after, after yesterday's um, loss to us. So moving on, we should move to our DC outpost update. And last week, Mayor, you were kind enough to give me some some space to talk about my nickname and and how um, that that evolved and why you call me Doc. So this week, I'd love to have you have some time to to share why we call you the Mayor. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. I. I uh, have to clarify to start with, I am, I'm not a mayor. I'm not elected. <laughs> uh, no one elected me um, and said, I, and said, I'm a dictator. No, um, <laughs> I uh, serve as a village manager, which is a chief administrative officer is the official title um, or functional title for a, uh, for a town in Maryland, um, the village of Martin's Editions in Chevy Chase, Maryland, Montgomery County. Um, so I'm appointed by a five-person council to to run the day-to-day -day operations of the government and implement their policies. Um, yeah, I've been doing that for about a year now, and I've been in local government or focused on local government for about the last ten years. So it, I'm I'm really passionate about it. Really passionate about like the hyper local level and trying to improve service delivery and and public service. Um, and we'll see where that where that takes me. Um, 
And then one of the things that I wanted to talk about right now and that I've been working on this year in this job is related to climate change. And I mentioned a couple things. Um, we, we're in the middle of a drought on, on the East Coast and in D.C. Um, we've had a very, very dry summer. Um, even the rainstorms the last couple of weeks, you know, now it's kind of turned to fall, have been pretty, pretty light. Um, last winter, we had a basically no water at all. Um, and uh, the trees in the Appalachian Mountains, not far from here, are um, very, very dry. And um, I'm, I'm very concerned about the condition of our forests in this part of the part of the country. Um, and then on the other hand of that, with that, it comes that I'm feeling in my in, in my town in Maryland is is the the risk of flooding. Um, mm -hmm. When it does rain, it rains really, really hard. And um, last last year in June, about you know a bunch of houses in my town flooded as a result of um, aging infrastructure that constantly gets like a D minus um, grade mm -hmm. across the country. But in this region of the area, you know, in this region of the country, um, infrastructure, storm, storm water management specifically systems are, are built for about 10 year storm levels. And this is a very real threat. That's, that's part of um, what it means to work in local government and what I'm really passionate about and trying to, you know, mitigate, those risks and um, reduce harm when when it when it does come, because it's not a matter of you know of of if it's a matter of when. All right. Well, thanks for educating us about those issues, Mayor, and uh, sharing with us about the background of your of your nickname. I know um, I look forward to you talking more about your emphasis in on hyper local. I know we talked a lot about how as as individuals who are you know sensitive to the pain and suffering and oppression that is, you know, just rampant in our, in our world. Um, how can we um, put that energy into action? And, and I think you, you really, what you do is reflects sort of a commitment to having an impact in your sphere of influence and, and, and not to become incapacitated by your awareness of all of the, um, you know, bad things that are happening uh, society-wide, you're really invested in your local communities, which I think is awesome. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I guess that's another point about, about the nickname is it's not just related to the fact that I work for a local government in Maryland, but also um, the way I approach all different types of spaces. And I know in future you know, podcasts, we can talk about some of those other spaces, my, my community garden or, or my, um, my project um, focused on DC alleys, um, you know, and I, I was nicknamed neighborhood guy um, by uh, mm -hmm. climate and independent journalist, Emily Atkin, who's a friend mm -hmm. of the show um, cool. originally. So she, she deserves a shout out for the nickname originally. And then it, from neighborhood guy, it's turned into mayor. Um, so awesome. I, I love it. I think it's a hilarious nickname. Um, yeah. So. And I think that's a perfect segue to the mayor's segment. Uh, what is the mayor's strategic plan for the Seahawks offense after game two? Yeah, I guess I'm I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, the the win, you know, when it mattered most, we were able to march down the field. We've had conversations about what, you know, what order we were debating in the bar yesterday, who's receiver number one. And I guess I just want to push pause on some of those conversations um, from the mayor's strategic perspective, because uh, it's going to take everybody. <laughs> And also, you know, the, 
especially at the, at the receiver conversation, it, it's very clearly a, a, you know, complete effort. You know, we have three tight ends that, that we really like, and we have at least three receivers that we really like. Um, so in the passing game, you know, and, you know, I mean, JSN, I think, you know, had quite, you know, five, five catches or something yesterday. Um, so it's been pretty evenly split then targets and catches um, the, the first two weeks between those three guys. So I, I, th- I think, you know, saying who's number one, who's number two is, is a little silly as far as the receivers go. But I will say for the running backs, you know, I think I even said on a, on a, um, <laughs> positive say positive J in the, in the chat right now. said <laughs> Lisa Bobo. Perfect. Yes. Uh, agreed. <laughs> my, my mistake, uh, four receivers that all can, can do quite well this year. And, and we're really excited at all four of them. And so comparing them is silly. They're all, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll trade. Sometimes one will get more catches. Sometimes one will get more yards. Sometimes one will get more into the end zone more. Um, which is where I want to get to to talk to, but eventually, but just by the way, mayor, um, sometimes you don't always catch it when I'm trying to give you shit because (laughs) we know your deep, deep love of DK. So that whole conversation about wide receiver one and two, I completely agree with you. And it was literally just me giving you shit. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. That's valid. And I, 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 I'm, I'm a thin skin. So I I get, I get (laughs) pretty defensive. If you don't talk shit about Gino or Or DK, DK, unless you want me to get defensive. Um, But I was also, it was, that was an expression of my absolute love of Tyler, man. I, that guy is so freaking consistent, so reliable it's gonna. I, I saw a, um, a little clip on the sideline of him talking to JSN and and the 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 content. You know the the description of the picture was it's it's gonna be sad when this man you know passes the torch onto JSN and he retires. It, we're gonna miss him a lot. So um, so anyway, yeah. yes, I, I agree I with you. We, every, all hands on deck for for offense. We're gonna and, need everyone. And yeah, love love no no. Yeah, absolutely agree. Love for Lockett um, all around. And both those touchdown catches yesterday were very impressive. The first one just bolting across the end zone um, yeah. and still, you know, going down and getting his knee down in in bounds was, was pretty difficult. And Classic. then the second one in overtime, of course, diving for, you know, not someone pylon. we normally think of as diving for the pylon. But mm-hmm. um, uh, wow, really impressive. But, you know, DK, you know, actually this gets to the larger conversation of we've been having some issues punching it into the end zone. We've been having some issues last week. It was third downs. We were having issues this, this week, you know, missing two field goals. We should talk about special teams real quick, you know, and then the other thing I was going to say before we got sidetracked on defending DK Mm -hmm. was, um, you know, on an earlier pod, I had said we have a two headed monster and in in, in the backfield Um, Mm -hmm. was, was Zach Charbonnet. And I even had, Oh, I, by the way, I found out Sully's does have Chardonnay. So, <laughs> so we're ready to go. I had the bottles ready to pull out. If it, he was in the, he was in the game, like near, near the end zone. I thought he was going to punch it in and we were finally going to celebrate and drink Chardonnay, but that'll have to wait for another week. But the carry wise Walker is getting massive, massive amounts of work. And, and, and Zach Charbonnet is the backup. That's just the reality. Maybe it'll change as the year goes on, but for mm-hmm. now Walker's very clearly the three down back. Um, and yeah. for fantasy purposes, 
you know, that really matters because they're, they're not sharing their workload. Walker is Walker's the yeah. truth. We believe in Walker. Um, and he had an incredible game with two touchdowns himself mm. yesterday. So. Yeah. And, and who knows? I mean, it's the second game. Chauvin is a rookie, so they might uh, just be easing him in. Yeah. Which, which we have the luxury of doing because we have a legit RB one in, in Walker. So, um, and, and like another reason for that is, our only concern about Walker is his size and, you know, ability to stay healthy. So it's early in the season. So, you know, maybe going later in the season when we need him to take some, some time off, you know, some breaks during a game and Charbonnet is more seasoned. He's going to have some more experience at that time. Maybe it's going to be a little bit more evenly split uh, at that point. One thing you didn't mention were those uh, backup, uh, backup tackles. Oh my goodness. Uh, I thought, I thought Hutchinson was going to absolutely destroy (laughs) the, our, you know, backup tackle. And they just, Uh man, I, I, you know, if I was uh, giving out awards on the offense, those two, I, I think Pete, Pete mentioned them first in, in the in their uh, celebration in the locker room, giving it up to those two for coming in and being able to play as well as they did. It was pre- it was really awesome to see. And uh, gosh, you know they made really we can a lot of people are responsible for that win, but uh, maybe not none more than those two and uh, their performance. Agreed. So uh, and yet, uh, so actually, since we have positive J. Before you came on, the mayor, of course, was trying to nail me down for a prediction for our game next week. And, you know, as, as most of my friends know, I, I don't like to to do that. But uh, how, how about you, Positive Jay? How, what's, what, do you have a prediction for the Panthers game next week? Well, last year I said we definitely beat the Falcons and I was at the game and we definitely Ooh. did not. We didn't beat <laughs> we definitely didn't beat any of the yes. NFC South. 0-4 last year for yeah. the worst division for whatever reason. So this year, 100% win against Carolina. <laughs> if we lose, I might change my name. <laughs> oh, I, I, I bet not. I bet you're going to remain positive, Jay, even if we lose. But uh, all right, all right. That's a, No, that's... we're not losing. We're not going to lose. not losing. How about you? You like to predict, Mayor. So you, how are you feeling? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually I'm feeling pretty confident about about next week. Uh, Panthers at home. Panthers, you know, are, are on a rebuild and aren't really trying to win right now. So I'm not too worried about that, um, though. I do have a Panthers fan, so I'll have to check in with him and see how he's feeling. <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm more worried about the next week, um, if you look at the schedule and then also just um, Monday you know, night. And then, yeah, Monday night against the, against York. the, Gi- the Giants, Giants. Yeah. correct. Yeah. And that's, um, that's similar to the Lions, I think, and, and yeah. Seattle, you know, all three of those franchises are very similar in the same space, you know, trying probably, probably wildcard teams, you know, are, are right on the edge of being a wildcard team. And, um, so that, that's going to be a battle. Um, I don't, I really don't, don't want to be going into our bye week two and two. I think that's, mm especially knowing that there's some, there's some hard games coming up too. Um, But being three and one, we'll be feeling really good at this point. But one positive thing is we might not have to play Saquon in that game. Um, So he's not, he's not, yeah, it's not a serious injury. It's a regular ankle sprain. So, but they're still saying he might need, um, you know, that, that time that he won't be back for our game. So yeah. but that's just one player. We we saw what, <laughs> what happened, uh, one more them. positive stat to add to the Giants game. Don't apply it to next week, but yeah, for whatever reason, and I don't know if this is a larger trend, but 
the first week of the NFL, 10 road teams won out of 16. And this week it's eight with two games left. So the home field advantage isn't quite what it used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, That's true. um, Though that would be a negative thing for this next week when we try. Yeah, to yeah, that's why you just <laughs> ignore it for next yes, week. Yes, yes, but, uh, right. Take, pick it back up for the Giants. Yeah, right. All right. Well, thanks again, Positive Jay, for joining us today. It was a very pleasant yeah. surprise. I like how you two uh, uh, surprised me with that. And uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> we hope you can come back uh, throughout the season and inject that positivity because I have a I have a pessimistic uh, feeling <laughs> that we're going to need it <laughs> at times throughout the yeah. season. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Mayor, uh, do you want to take us out? Yeah, I just want to say it was 15 years, three months ago today that the Seattle Supersonics were stolen from our city. Uh, I want to plead to the NBA, bring back the Sonics. Absolutely. Here, here. Uh, All right. Much love to the DC 12s and the Seahawks fans all around the globe. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. And I want to say before we sign off, one last thing, I want to thank Jeremy for coming on again. Positive Jay, love you. Um, yes. I want to thank Freeman for for uh, providing the Chardonnay once we need it. And um, I want to thank Davis for taking pictures for us. And of Absolutely. course, to you, Doc, for uh, for joining us tonight. Of course. Thanks to all those folks as well.